0: Jim Joyce. (laughs) (laughs) Eugene, how are you, man? made it. We made it another week.
1: We did. Your your background, so you're you're home and home pretty early. That's good.
0: Right, right. I just took the, um, I was a little terrified to bike uh, late. I've been biking to the office and I was terrified to bike too late tonight. because I've had a few run-ins with cars as I'm biking into the office, where they're almost taking me out of the off the road. Yeah, so I'm I'm a little uh, a little sketchy. I want to try to I want to try to get through this without ending up in a hospital in, in any way. You know, the next yeah. look.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, when we started this, we were talking about your ribs and stuff. So that's that's you. We don't want any of that. Anymore, <laughs> right, right? Right, so. right. Right. I don't have a great track record.
0: I don't have a great track record. I, I don't seem <laughs> to learn. <laughs>
1: so what'd you think Uh, of last week um oh it was a hot with our buddies Francesca uh, Martin yeah (laughs) I I think we had fun I actually caught up with Francesca this uh, weekend uh, briefly and uh, she had fun Uh, you know I'm sure others did but I you know I I do do enjoy the you know the two of us bantering a bit and then having one guest I think it just you know gives a little bit of attention that was an impromptu trial Um, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, but I've been. This is like okay. today, it's just been crazy. With uh, I just got off. Uh, you know, uh, our friend Ritesh, Ritesh uh, was hosting a. Uh, you know, f- kind of future predictions uh, for ninety minutes. We bullshit it, um, and he had hundreds of yeah. people on, so that was good. Chandana was on with us. Uh, Chris Deluca, okay. uh, Emmanuel. Okay. So it was, that was fun, but it's like I'm just constantly recording today, not to mention the DTX podcast that I've been uh, yeah. doing, but
0: Yeah, a call out on that one. I just listened to you and Pierre uh, from Valentis, you know, batting away, talking about it. Really enjoyed it. It was on my, it was my bike ride home, so um,
1: Awesome, awesome. So I'm learning love-
0: a little bit as you learn, man.
1: I'm learning. I'm learning. I just, I love, like I've been saying, I'm not, I am not a practitioner in DTX space, and like, I'm just fascinated. There's so many awesome well, people out there that are just trailblazing. But anyway, shout out to them. Right. And if you guys are still listening and not dropped off, DTXpodcast.com. <laughs> shout out to Dan Kendall. Uh, I know we're cross-promoting here, yeah. man. Um, absolutely. So now, absolutely. 100%. Um, are you ready to let our guest in who I've been wanting to? Absolutely. Have... Okay. Um, so carlos we're letting him in finally um i am (laughs) (laughs) what up
2: hey let me turn off my rock music here hang on (laughs) so jim you know i yeah we were were trying to get some music for you (laughs) we need a soundtrack here go ahead (laughs) go ahead (laughs)
1: I'm I'm always jealous of your hair, Jim, but there's no other person, I think, in the world that I've said this so many times. Like, I'm just so jealous of Carlos's hair. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: You know, you know, Eugene, it's one of those things where I think my hair heard you and it started rushing (laughs) into my face. There's more of it. Right, right, right. (laughs) right, right, right.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is primarily a grooming tips, grooming tips show. (laughs) This is kind of a...
2: (laughs) I mean, speaking of grooming, right, uh, this is pandemic... Living, so I'm actually cutting my nails as I'm doing this video cast podcast. Like, you have to do multiple things at once here, you know,
1: dude. TMI, TMI, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: right. Was the C19? I don't have my stick with me today. Yeah, i kind of inappropriate. You know what?
1: Hold on, I'll, I'm gonna make one real quick. But, um, so right. for our viewers, and this is a safe zone, I mean, Carlos, <laughs> judgment free zone. <laughs> Who are you, man? Exactly, why, why are you on this podcast? Or YouTube channel. Yeah, I, I almost wasn't. <laughs> yeah, oh, really?
2: look, I, I think there was, who was having Wi-Fi issues? I, I actually <laughs> left the whole like video cast and I was like, Eugene's like, hey, come back. <laughs> um, but uh no, guys, look, it's a real honor to be here. Um, congratulations on your recent partnerships with Spotify, YouTube. You guys are just <laughs> like going out there like gangbuster. I can't even believe I'm on. Um, you know, I've watched from afar. Now I'm part of the show and hey, it's just, it's,
0: a, it's your moment man it's your moment that. shine That's baby shine
1: <laughs> but 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 you know what carlos it's all about you know the community and actually we just sort of let you in right um but i we didn't even do like even a brief interview we just said we're letting carlos in so maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe just give like yeah. you know your full last name as well mm-hmm. who are you <laughs> and then I want to talk about the communities that you were back in the day part of, too. I'm like, yeah, to yeah, talk about it. I definitely. Um, but first so, you.
2: Yeah. Um, so uh, Carlos Rodarte. Uh, I don't have any whiskey, but I'll have a coffee. Um, but yeah, born and raised in in Southern California. Um, you know, so uh, went to the same high school as the Beach Boys. Um, so really... Cool. Uh, but don't let me fool you. I grew up in some pretty tough neighborhoods, including Englewood and, um, you know, so so had a, uh, a good balanced uh, upbringing. But um, yeah, look, um, only child, single mom, um, you know, and uh, biologist by training. Uh, but realized, you know, being in a wet lab, uh, moving one clear liquid from, you know, to another clear liquid just wasn't really for me. Um, so, uh, went into kind of the business side of biology, doing strategy consulting, uh, working in New York, um, you know, really, um, you know, learning the industry, the life sciences industry, uh, but became really frustrated at you know the lack of patient involvement in that process. Um, so, um, that's when I joined a company called Patients Like Me. Uh, so mm-hmm. w- was one of the early employees there, uh, happy to kind of dig into that a little bit more. Um, certainly, um, felt like I found uh, my core in, in some respects uh, working there, uh, professional board. Um But, you know, I've, I've started companies in the behavioral health space, spent some time at Health Catalyst, pre-IPO, left I, post-IPO, uh, happy to dig into that a little bit. But um, yeah, you know, I think the, the point around communities, um, you know, is so important. And, uh, you know, as an only child, I think I've gravitated towards like meeting other people, um, always kind of, you know, uh, being toward or mentoring people um, and just kind of having that sense of like, hey, you know, you are largely who you hang out with. Um, so, um, you know, um, you know, kidding aside, I, I, I'm glad to be hanging out with you guys. <laughs> you know, so I think uh, part of the broader collective unconscious here, is, um, you know, part of, of one people.
1: <laughs> so the, cl- the clubhouse, um, you know, is, is that where you hanging out now at the clubhouse?
2: i am not nearly <laughs> as cool as you eugene it's like you know so I, I sent you the invite though right you send me the invite you get 100 yeah. percent credit for bringing me into clubhouse uh let the record show um but it's one of those things where i mean i have such little time right now um you know two kids yeah. um a marriage um, <laughs> um <laughs> a 15 pound miniature pincher and um you know consistent with our family motto when things are hard, we make them harder. So we got a puppy. Uh, and this puppy, okay. uh, right, <laughs> which uh, I'll bring him over in a second. Um,
1: is, that will be uh, our first dog on the show.
2: Oh, Basel, come here, come here,
1: come here. Yeah. Come here.
2: All right, check it, it out. So, but,
0: but wait a second. So, when did you get, when did you get, is it Basel?
2: Is his name Basel? Yeah, so his name is Basel. Um, like, is in Switzerland? Yeah. Um, and uh, so he's a sheep a doodle uh, he's doubled in weight <laughs> since we got him um, but yeah he's just a real cutie um, but you know is he really
0: is he bo- is he born in the is he born in the plague is he does he did he come to you during the uh, this he's period the what, plague when did you get him
2: by the plague um, <laughs> delivered plague counts
1: <laughs> I don't know I'm just I just wanted to show my artistic skills. <laughs>
2: Uh, No, he was, you know, we feel terrible because we got him um, not from a shelter, uh, from a breeder in New York. Uh, We followed the progress, um, you know, uh, it was delivered to us. um, So um, yeah, lovely. It it is. We just
0: got a, we just got our first dog as well. We just got our first dog as well. We got Toby Joyce joined the, the fray. And Ooh. I never thought, you know, I never thought it'd be a dog guy, but there must be something in it. Like this whole healthcare and, and pets, you know, we haven't covered that subject, Eugene, we haven't even- a- Animal, I think animal be... health,
1: animal health. We, we need to get into that, but- um... <laughs> Right, right, right. I think that which, a different which, meaning in many Which cases. by the way, I'm gonna loop us back to the communities, but just a funny story, because uh, we have a French bulldog, now that we're sharing everybody's dog, and thanks for the listeners and viewers- Which I saw, saw, I
2: saw your bulldog doing its thing the other time we were uh, FaceTiming. That, that's right, it just never gets
1: old. Um, right. <laughs> this is this is our rated shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, talk, communities. I'm bringing us back, communities. So when we were okay. living in Dusseldorf, right by the Rhine River, there was like the French bulldog owners, and there was like forty Frenchies just running around. So talk about a uh, very niche communities. and'm this is my way right. to look back into patients like me. and how it got (laughs) started and i remember gilles freeman at the same time acor.org right it's it's patients helping patients um and not relying and so like i i actually would love to a little more kind of what's the biggest lesson learned from the patients like me community building for you um
2: for me personally, I'll say for me personally and the impact it's yeah. had on me and then kind of what I learned from kind of a business um, kind of, um, you know, revenue perspective as well, um, you know, from a more personal perspective, um, you know, it's just humbling, um, you know, to really, um, you know, learn from patients directly and, and really understand what are these everyday things that actually matter. Um, that concern patients as they, you know, go to the grocery store, as they, you know, plan for their weekend getaways. Um, And it often is very different than what the medical establishment knows or uh, pretends to know about kind of the lived experience. Um, So the biggest lesson is that, you know, um, learn from kind of the end user, the customer, um, and and really build collaboratively uh, with with them in mind. Um, And um, you know, really, um, view, view expertise where it resides. And it's not always the KOLs that know best, et cetera. It's the people that have that lived experience. Um, so, so that's actually, um, you know, moved me into, um, an area where, you know, across new endeavors and companies I advise and mentor, I'm always sort of, you know, thinking like, what are patients actually going through? What is the end consumer actually going through, um, what
0: what is the, uh, yeah, what, what is the status? Like, so patients like me. So I think there's probably people listening to this podcast of our, you know, massive Joe Rogan style following here that actually don't know what patients like me is. Yeah. Um so so I know that's amazing for any of us that kind of started off. But for me, it felt like that that was like that was like the epicenter of digital health when it started. Like, wasn't it it was really like who was getting major traction? It was like patients like me was mm-hmm. yeah, it was Jamie like Hayward maybe was- them, and I'm not sure who else. Jamie yeah. Haywood was on so health what, what,
1: stage every year, right? Like
0: every yeah. year for years. Uh, yeah, what, what, in in, 30, in 30, 30 seconds, what was patient like me?
2: <laughs> yeah, an <laughs> online uh, health research platform that connected patients to one another to really connect, uh, share experiences, and, and ultimately learn Um, You know, how they can improve their own condition based on uh, the lived experience of others um, is kind of the the short version of it. Um, But we really uh, built out a number of um, structured uh, surveys and instruments that were validated uh, with patients uh, to really bring up that patient voice to the level of clinical evidence um, and really be able to move and shift, you know, discussions around uh, research, clinical trials in the broader life sciences industry.
1: That was, was it acquired? Seconds. Was it patients like me? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: I'm kidding. I wasn't counting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, was it was it patients like me acquired or was it?
2: Yeah. Look, I think um, uh, I'll, I'll let you and and, and the watchers, yeah. uh, the millions <laughs> of viewers here, um, kind of uh, uh, Google this, the, the the history there. Sorry, but, that's fine. Um, fine. Yeah. You know, so there was a, there was some big investment, and uh, it was ultimately acquired yep. by united and uh look at nikhil's um kind of latest newsletter and it has a little bit more uh yeah um, okay
1: yeah sh- shout shout out to him that was an excellent newsletter on communities uh, yeah newsletter. that was, that yeah. was quite good yeah, yeah. okay um, so then patients like me I-, I feel like for me
0: the next one was like I'll you know i i you know there was like lots of versions of carlos you know kind of moving through different you know like advisory roles and functions and but then, you know, showing up in Health Catalyst, not to jump right to Health Catalyst. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to go somewhere else, Eugene, with this combo?
1: No, I think in, in between, and I think this is when we really met. Like, yeah, we ran it across each other, but, like, we actually did some work with yourself and Health Excel and others as, as I started getting into, uh, right. you know, peeling the onion at buyer or Bayer. Um, so <laughs> Wait, so can I, you
2: just settle the matter once and for all? Is it buyer or Bayer? I
1: can't, I can't because... I got drilled for four years as baya, but you know, the American and yeah. me, I mean it's Bayer. Like Bayer. It sounds softer, right? So anyway. Right, um right. but uh so I'm not settling that matter for you. You you okay, choose bye. your own. <laughs> right. Just like we're gonna need to get Jamie, I think, on this show to kind of you know, lessons sure. learned through the patient like me stuff. Make a oh, note yeah, of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, but uh, so that was the only thing I wanted to interject the in between uh, Carlos wearing a suit at J.P. Morgan. No.
2: Oh my or, goodness, that was the the, the the first and only time. Oh my god, <laughs> what a disaster! Um, you know, I, I felt like um, you know th- that feeling when all your friends are are judging you, but they're not really saying it, and then they all just say it anyways.
1: <laughs> uh, no, no, think- no BS.
2: So I um, yeah, so, so, so yeah, joined yeah. Health Catalyst, um, you know, really, um, you know, on the leadership team uh, to, to really launch uh, a business unit focused on, on the life sciences space um, and, and did a, a stint there for about a year or so. Um, and uh, in that time, um, you can probably see the puppy here, um, you know, we, we did JPM, but because it was um, through an HCAT thing. You know, we actually had the full service JPM Uh, um, experience that you actually get like a room. (laughs) They bring food. They bring like all the people to you. I was like, "What is this?" Um, I'm wearing a suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, It was was super bizarre. (laughs) But luckily, at the end of that one day, um, you know, met up with Eugene and uh, Martin and uh, a bunch of people were
1: there and uh brought Actually, down Garb, down. garber was there too i think garber yeah. was there yeah, garber uh, was there. yeah. yeah. Uh, jim you might have swung by a little bit you weren't there think, the whole jim, time were you there?
2: there yeah i think you were there
0: i think so anyway I'm, I'm yeah, sure i think i was remember. there i ran into you earlier that day too yeah. yeah yeah easy 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 i was i was i was fast deal making man on my scooter so i'm sure i did <laughs> <laughs> but the um but the the but I ran into you earlier that day at a, re- I remember at a restaurant, I think earlier in the day with Health Catalyst. So, okay, so give us the inspiration of Health Catalyst. I mean, that what, that was a wild ride. So you got the proper inside 10 at JP Morgan, they forced you into a suit.
2: Yeah, yeah, forced me into what a happened? suit, uh, quickly got out of it. Um, but no, look, just a real admiration for uh, kind of the, the, the complexities of healthcare, right? And, you know, you have effectively, Uh, the data from 100, 150 million patients in the U.S., you know, some of the biggest, you know, health system customers, you know, you get a real appreciation for um, just how complex it is, uh, how siloed the data is. And, you know, you read that all the time um, and you're like, oh yeah, healthcare is broken, et cetera. We've almost kind of gotten used to saying those things. But, um, you know, when you see it from the inside um, and, and then you see that it still works in some ways, um, you know, it's really, it's really humbling where, um, you know, the, yeah, there's a lot of room for improvement, but, you know, stuff gets done and, and people do get good care. Uh, the problem is kind of that access piece, um, but, you know, learned a lot um, about, you know, how to, um, you know, really appreciate that clinician perspective. So when you start thinking about, you know, novel technologies, digital medicine, digital therapeutics, and, you know, all of these things. How do you integrate into the clinical workflow? Uh, all of these real meaty questions, um, you know, oftentimes end up including the heck of a lot of services. So everyone's like, oh, SaaS, this technology platform, that. But the reality is that to drive a lot of meaningful and sustained change, you need people on the ground, you need boots on the ground, you need to go into yep. health systems with strike teams and, that's really, really hard for small startups to really contemplate.
1: So let me ask you a question because, you know, (laughs) I honestly never understood. So health catalyst, right? I mean, I look at it as uh, an analytics company that um, works with hospital systems and others. Mm -hmm. There's so many analytics companies that are doing that. Like, I'm just curious from being from the inside, what really like took them up a notch, right? And just Mm -hmm. to speed up, like.
2: Yeah, it's a great question. And and certainly there's a lot of um, companies focused on the healthcare IT space. Um, But but I think when you reflect back on, uh, when I reflect back on kind of the health catalyst is, um, you know, it really has sort of a data warehousing component, a technology component, where you really house a lot of the data. Um, several kind of analytical applications that are use case specific, whether it's, you know, cardiac, you know, rehab, et cetera, Mm -hmm. uh, and the services layer. Um, But what made it really sticky, as you can see in some of the documents out in the world, right? It's the fact that once you have these health systems, um, you know, putting all of their data into one common system, and then trying to make sense of that data, you know, you, you naturally go with how with the vendor or the partner that already has all of your data so i think there's there's a real strategic foothold there that i think that um you know uh, comes from the origins of spinning out of a health system and and really having that health system mindset um but you know over the 10-year period or so you know you get to about a hundred you know um, you know health system clients ranging from idns amcs you you get a little sticky (laughs)
0: Right, right. And what's your, Diane? I ask you, what's your take? Like, like, how are you feeling about all this public market activity right now? You must have a unique perspective on this.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Unique, but probably underwhelming. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) I I, I honestly, honestly, uh, Jim, I, I, I have a perspective, but at the same time, I feel like and I told Eugene this the other day, I feel like I've been living under a rock for the last year. Um, you know, with kind right. of COVID and kind of just managing a daycare, um, but you know, I, I do think that. Um, oh, <laughs> I'll, ha- I'll have coffee. I love the coffee. <laughs> but um, but you know what, what's really interesting is that, um, I'm actually really happy for what's happening. Um, and and there's a broader recognition for um, the fact that improving health, um, and healthcare is a worthwhile endeavor. Um, for a number of startups and that there is an exit path out there. Um, mm. so Tax aside, um, you know, I think we're seeing that, um, you know, come to fruition pretty nicely. Um, you know, I, I, I do still have a little hesitation around the differences between, you know, um, private market valuations and public market valuations yep. um i think health catalyst was actually pretty consistent in, in that respect um based on a wall street okay. journal article that you may have seen but i think um yeah there's definitely some momentum and i think uh, we'll be seeing a lot more of that um but, but when is, who am I when is yeah
0: when is carlos when is carlos eugene when is carlos not happy like carlos is like anytime you meet carlos so- is he always smiling and happy on stage is he
1: Yeah. But you know, it's interesting. Uh, So yes, absolutely. (laughs) And even when we caught up earlier, which by the way, Jim, we didn't tell you this, but we're going to do this. And you may not be in front of the camera, but remember the three of us did the 25 push push-ups for 25 days and talking about that. (laughs) Yep. Talking about that. This is a bit of sure. We can pretend right all all the time. And yes, generally we're all out there and I'm going to keep bringing it, bring this up. You know, mental health is real. And earlier, um, uh, the predictions, um, uh, 90 minutes that I just had with Ritesh and others, uh, I my thing right. was I think this year and to 2020 brought it into focus. It's self-help first, because otherwise you can't help mm. others, right? Think about the right. planes. So with that, let's um, let's do this, people. Do
2: it. So are we doing 25?
1: I'm, I'm going to do maybe 20. I don't know, man. Don't all right. I'll, I'll
2: do 22. All
1: I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I don't know. This is all um, right under the camera. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Let's go. Come on. Mark.
0: This is proper.
2: working. <laughs> Whew.
0: Whew. Whoa! 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 Jeez, wasn't expecting that. Uh, was I, I'm not sure, I know. I'm not sure we were, about, we, we, I'm Not we, sure we, our rankings we, are going to go up on that.
1: We decided. We decided <laughs> to surprise you, Jim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm up for it, man. I'm up for it.
2: This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> so this and is self you know, care. Self care. Self care.
1: Self <laughs> care. Pumped. As a little blood as, flow as, to the as, head,
0: As I'm you know? chasing it with some whiskey. <laughs> 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 right, right. Yeah. I've already taken care of mine. <laughs>
2: um, no, but I like think it. I think uh, Jim to, to Eugene's point. Um, yeah, man, self self help, um, and you know, 2020 was like the hardest year, you know, for a lot of people. 100. Um, yeah. But you know, it's one of those things where. Um, the, the push up challenge, Eugene, that you actually kind of got me into, <laughs> was That's actually which,
1: which which kudos to Marco mowinkle yeah, for getting he's me the into one that got it. you, yeah, he got me, he got me, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, um, no, but it was it was perfect. I mean, I think it just opened up the discussion, you know, with a lot of people, and um, right, you know, it, it 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 resulted in a lot of these like you know small conversations about the small stuff but the stuff that yep. actually matters, um and, and that was beautiful
1: yeah it's i like I, I like how the three of us <laughs> sorry i like how the three of us were like trying to catch our breath <laughs> before we got like
2: yeah by the one that's speaking right now <laughs> like, this right. Is beautiful. Make,
0: make carlos talk for a while <laughs> i love it i love it
1: but you know you you mentioned something carlos earlier that you know 2020 and all that stuff brought us to the self-care, but also I think a lot of medical misinformation, right? And I know another shout out to Vishal. I know he's been like, you know, on Twitter, just calling out bullshit constantly. (laughs) I like your thoughts. Misinformation.
2: It's so sad. Um, So I think that, you know, not to get into a lot of the details, we've actually, you know, I I won't say that we lost friends to misinformation, (laughs) but I think um, some of our close friends have actually been um, utterly misguided um, and were vulnerable. Um, but like
0: broader information about, yeah, you're yeah. talking about specific medical information, like, Hey, yeah, this medical is- information, yeah. but,
2: but, you know, but the medical information was, is a bit of a gateway, um, right. towards other forms of misinformation. Right. Interesting. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm so passionate about this that, um, I think I mentioned this, but I, I just became recently an advisor to uh, a company called factually health. Uh, Ooh. so it's a Canadian based company. Um, okay. It's actually taking kind of a machine learning approach to um, identifying and scoring the levels of misinformation, starting with COVID and vaccines. Uh, So they have a bit of an article checker, uh, information checker. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I think, um, you know, it's one of those areas where, you know, technology will only get you so far ultimately, right? Because I think you know, it's just part of the issue, you know, we can get into the technology platform side of it and did Facebook do this right? And did Twitter do that wrong? Um, you know, but the reality is that there's just so much distrust right now. And I think yeah. the last four years were really um, demoralizing and really- what right. we're seeing. Yep.
0: But, you know, just, just playing the counter to that, like, I think, you know, the the level of, of, of training and awareness- know trials work people understand the drug discovery process health is becoming so central to everyone's so we have this kind of you know like classic of this period we're in we have these two faces right like because you know people didn't know what the you know everyone knows these systems inside and out i've always i've always struggled with that because i always felt that the the clinical you know the kind of we'll say the clinical kind of you know almost aristocracy you know that's in the system you know, always hid behind the veneer of titles and education saying that the layperson couldn't learn about their health and couldn't, you know, couldn't, um, you know, grasp concepts or tackle things or explore new concepts. So it's always this contra, you know, it's just like, it's this constant contradiction that I feel like I, my knowledge of, you know, you know, I listen to podcasts every day, reviewing peer reviewed articles on this disease. And I wouldn't, wasn't doing that before, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the the issue there is like you don't have to fully understand something to trust it. And when you and you when you marry that up to science as fundamentally being um, who's like uh, Feynman, uh, who's basically saying like, you know, it, it's not a question of whether something is right uh, or factual or not. It's you know, has it been disproven? Um, has it been falsified? And and inherently. You know when you say something is true uh in one scenario or in one context it may be false in another um and you know it actually might be right. outdated so if something is outdated <laughs> it doesn't mean that, right. that it's false it just means that it's outdated um so i think um the reality is that um you look th- there's, there's a lot of distrust um you know pharma companies you know i've been in this industry for a long time you know up until recently they they weren't sharing all their all of their studies where they showed that things right. didn't work. <laughs> um, you know, the food industry is you know heavily funding uh, research around whole grains um, and and cereal, right. right? So I think that there's a certain right. level of natural skepticism. I'm I'm a big skeptic, but I think the important thing right. is to understand um, the risk benefit. So you know, at some point. Um, what, what I what I'm most hurt by from a public health perspective is this notion that my safety and the safety of my family is now dependent on someone else's levels of responsibility and that's really right, challenging right. where otherwise I would say <laughs> live and let live <laughs> go do your thing yeah. um, but like my, but that's yeah, my, biggest,
0: my my biggest thing I mean when I'm talking I don't know how Eugene you feel about this but like when I'm talking to my team and, you know, like, I even like listening to say, you know, Eugene's doing this digital therapeutic podcast or listening to, you know, you trying to discover, you know, a patients like me, a new business model, or, you know, how do you promote health catalysts into new organizations, whatever it is. I, I always feel that, you know, one it, like when I'm at my best as an entrepreneur is I'm not drawing the conclusion. So I'm walking into a situation and I don't draw the conclusion, you know? So even though I might have, had 10 times seen the same match, you know, pattern matching. I don't walk into the situation and immediately draw the conclusion. I, I, I respect my history. I respect my experience, but I walk in and stay open-minded. And when I don't stay open-minded, then I, you know, I walk in saying, Hey, here's the answer. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what we're living through right now where the data, the data, like remember unity was on our podcast, right. And he was just like, he's just like, there's so much coming at us right now. There's so much information that, you know, you know, just stay in the game. man. you know, that was his motto. I think a few people had that, that on the medical information, it must be the same way. We don't know, you know, we know there's so much we don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know um, I'm a big fan of uh, the work of of Tristan and and team over at the center for humane technology. Um, And, you know, a lot of what they're uh, proponing um, uh, on kind of the uh, information consumption, <laughs> um, and how right. you know Facebook and Twitter, um, you know, are are basically um, you know driving the attention economy um, and you know, creating you know pretty systemic levels of depression, and and we know that when people are depressed, they're more susceptible. Um, to a number of things. But, it, you know, I think um, there's a resource uh, on on the website for the Center for Humane Technology that has all these, like, practical tips around how you can basically reduce your information overload, whether it's turning off your notifications, right. setting timers, like, you know, going to different media outlets that give you multiple perspectives at once. Um, so, yeah, it, have it's, you, it's Have tough. you guys
1: watched Social Dilemma?
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, Very, no, do you know Tristan?
0: Do you know Tristan, well, Carlos?
2: I do not. Um, I've oh, okay, been, okay. been holding from afar. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know if he similarly has, um, you know, uh, strategic partnerships with Spotify and YouTube. I'll join some show there. But no, I mean, I think that, you know, this comes back to the point around self-care um, uh, and, and, and and individual level responsibility. Um, right. First three or four months from the pandemic. Um, I mean, I was on the New York Times all the time. It's just right, it's
1: <laughs> right. It's You know, right. some somebody somebody asked me today how the numbers doing in Spain and Bar- in Barcelona specifically, and what's going on with vaccines. I'll be honest with you, I don't even know. Like, nice. I, I, I don't even, I don't, yeah, like because it just, it's, it's sort of like, yes, don't get me wrong, it's happening, and there's, uh, just, but it's, right. it's, it's, that's, you know. There's nothing I, I or my family can do about this now. Yeah, at right. least as outside of right. wearing a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, what you're going right? right? You
2: right. Yeah, well, there's, there's yeah. Like the political upheaval, there's the vaccine stuff, there's the um, racial yeah. issues that are at play. Like, there are several issues that it, and they're all pretty big and heavy um so there's right you know, this notion of what can you do as an individual um and um you know making but, things a bit
1: more bite-sized but the other aspect and, and again I, I know today today we keep talking about you know the the situation <laughs> that's not <laughs> but you know i think yeah, it did to... <laughs> expose still um you know quite a lot of like the social determinants of your health Right. I, I mean, right. This, this just blew the doors wide open on it. Yeah. Right. 100%, and I know, 100%. I know, Carlos, you're, you're, I, I mean, I think we all are in this community, but I know you're very vocal and sp- spoken. Is it because about, I'm right on Gene? Is it because that, I'm That's brown? right. A- absolutely. That's, that's, that's it. So a, guys, a, 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 versus a allies. Ukrainian, a, Ukrainian, <laughs> you know what? A Ukrainian Jew <laughs> versus a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I think uh, <laughs>
2: it's, um, it's a tough time, um, you know, with, with, with everything that happened. And, you know, all of the Black Lives Matter statements by, you know, even digital health companies that came a little um, too late <laughs> um, without much sustained action. Um, and, you know, I think if, if digital health leaders are the progressive leaders that we're looking for, Um, I think we need a great deal of transparency um, around demographics and ethnicity in the populations that we're serving. Um, You know, just the other day, I was looking at some of the peer-reviewed literature um, for some of the notable, you know, digital health companies, um, just, you know, flipping through the tables to get a sense of the demographics of the participants. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, look, um, you can say that you're going after certain you know, populations, you're raising capital on going after Medicaid, et cetera. But, you know, when you do the publications, right. the data's out there and it, and it's not always pretty.
0: Yeah, meaning they're not studying it. They're not, not designing tools for that space. They're not transparent. They don't feel comfortable. I mean, what, what's the challenge with them? Yeah, I mean, really I think in,
2: in some ways, um, you know, look at um, areas like maternal health um, and the mortality rates there uh, for mother and child, right? Um, a lot That's of this right. is preventable. Um, but we're actually talking about, you know, issues of, of structural racism here. Um, and it's not, right. a,
0: yep. it's funny where, where, um, we're moving into an area with health beacon where it's with obstetrics and, you know, the fact that, you know, uh, w- women at high risk pregnancies go on a, an injectable medication and there, there's three, the, so African-American, Hispanic, uh, communities are three to four times more likely to get a, a pulmonary, you know, an embolism. Some type of VTE, or you know, and end up in the hospital like three times, three four, three to four times, you know, more likely. And then you're saying to yourself, okay, well, what's going on there? Um, because everyone's stratified for risk, you know. So yep. you know, diabetes, you know. So so it's not, you know, So they're stratified for risk. So it's obviously it feels like it's a care issue. Like it feels like it's a, it's a care, maybe a belief in the system, a belief in the
2: therapy. Um, yeah, but there's not a lot of research here. in it. Um, <laughs> that belief is yeah. racism. <laughs> um, look, I think yeah. part of the issue—I'll—I'll uh, I'll be bold enough to say it—it's um, implicit bias, it's unconscious bias. But you know, part of the issue is that when you look at um, you know the the rates of black and brown providers, OBGYNs, et etc., we're looking at five to ten percent. Um, and you know um, when you're looking at those outcomes and you're stratifying them by, by you yep. know, the ethnicity of the provider versus uh, the patient, I mean, I, I think there's a lot to be done here. Um, but I think that um, you know, I'm really excited about the work that um, you know, Andre Blackman um, and Onboard Health is doing. Uh, I've been a, a long time advisor, but it's um, you know specialized executive um, firm.
1: Uh, um, I'm gonna call him out right now and I hope to oh, tag yeah. him. Because we've we've exchanged messages on Twitter DM to have him on, I've emailed them, and so right. ping him, dude. I'll ping
2: him. I'll ping him, uh, I'll, I'll ping him uh, and uh, let's see if he wants to come on. He's he's an amazing individual doing some some great yeah, work. Yes, um, But yeah, you know, I'm I'm seeing firsthand, you know, through kind of some of that work there. Um, that that people do want to engage more broadly, and they do want to have a strong social impact, um, but oftentimes they don't know how. And many times it starts with the workforce. Um, you know, having a workforce workforce that reflects um, the the demographics of the you know patients that you're treating. Um, what was that study from Google that like um, you know a small percentage of um, you know designers and product leads are of color. Um, And, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate, but I I think there is some, some optimism in me. Uh, I think that there's a lot to be hopeful for, Um, but, you know, 2020 kind of just brought everything, you know, politics and, you know, the the, the issue and, (laughs) um, you know, uh, so it's tough.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So, so talk to us about um, like what's happening right now. What's the next, um, you know, do you have, like, give me, give me what's, what's going on. What's Carlos, what's Carlos's game plan?
1: Wait, he's going to have to, he's going to have to like kill you though.
2: Oh, awesome.
1: <laughs> oh, we, we were
2: just, we were just, uh, you know, all, all rosy on mental health now. And Eugene just kind of took <laughs> it there. <laughs> um, you no, know, I think uh, much, much love here, uh, Jim. No, uh, but uh, no, look, I, you know, it's, it's so funny. Uh, 2020 uh, was uh, for myself and I think many people, Uh, a year to reflect on the things that really matter and you know when you have such little time and you see kind of what's happening out in the world you reflect on what is it that you know you want to do what is the change that you want to affect in the world so you know 2020 was a little bit of a a heads down year kind of reorganizing um you know getting um the house in order uh literally and figuratively right (laughs) um but i think um you know, in terms of what's next, um, I think it's it's no surprise um, that, that I tend to get the entrepreneurial bug every once in a while. So uh, th- there is a, a stealth venture that will be coming out of stealth pretty soon. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I won't go nice. into a lot of details there, but uh, it. A it, hint?
1: Because may... this will be
2: <laughs> heard here first. Uh, uh, heard right. Heard right
1: first
0: moment. At minute 38, you could be pretty safe. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so so I I think, uh, you know, I I will say that that it is in the digital therapeutic space um, and uh, uh, shocker, as you could probably probably guess, um, it's, um, and, you know, I think one of the things that I've realized is that, you know, in order for uh, digital therapeutics to effectively uh, reach the masses, there needs to be certain levels of investment in infrastructure. Um, in in ways that make it easy to um, build and commercialize and to ensure that the underlying data and the metadata is of high integrity. Um, So we're excited to uh, share more about kind of what's uh, um, right around the corner. But uh, you can say that it was hinted at here first.
1: Uh, (laughs) first Uh, All right, I'll take it. I (laughs) I don't know, Jim, are you taking this? Yeah, (laughs) bullshit, bullshit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Damn, this no, is a no, no, large crowd. I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, th- this is like this is like last week when um when uh, someone predicted that there be there would be more digital health care in the home. We're like, yeah, we can't leave home. <laughs> like, of course there <laughs> is. <laughs> of course there is. You know. Yeah.
1: But you know, uh, actually, in the early one, Chandana was also on, and while it's one of Health Excel's predictions, you know, health at home. She actually brought up a counterpoint, right? Because actually once we do sort of open not everybody wants to be home and there's certain issues and challenges depending what you have. You may wanna go somewhere else to either talk about it, show it, whatever it is, right? So I I think it's still gonna be the, it depends comment on it, right? Right.
2: It's the flexibility piece. Um, I think that that convenience and flexibility will reign supreme. And there are some things that are optimized for the home. But I'll tell you, um, you know, someone that's been doing uh, therapy, couples therapy, self therapy, um, uh, you know, for for many years, it is hard to do therapy inside the house. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And kids and um, yeah. So, so I think it comes back to whatever is convenient for the individual, um, right? And, and kind of meeting them where they're at, as cheesy as that sounds. <laughs> do
0: you know and I think like we both like a lot of times I've met you, Carlos, and I meet Eugene all over the world. You know, when we catch up, you know, wherever that is. Um, <laughs> flying all over the world which we miss desperately but the you know but uh, this this idea of like of place right this idea of place being so important and kind of like constantly there's a great there's a great writer do you ever read charles handy Did you ever read charles handy he's a like, kind of a, a, little bit, a little bit of a futurist um and he writes on you know, he does kind of, you know, beautiful photography and then kind of writes on future scenes. He's an, he's a, I'm not sure what he's up to right now. He was an older fellow when I was reading him, but he talks about the importance of place, you know, in the end, in, in, in effect, in affecting your ideas, your, you know, your capacity to think and to see different things and the need to kind of move yourself into new interesting areas and absorb
2: uh, new surroundings. So, Love yeah, it. look. Be stuck in your home. Uh, at one point, <laughs> I wanted to be an architect. Um, and uh, enrolled in a bunch of architecture classes back in the day. And, um, yeah. you know, a firm believer that, um, space itself has memory. Um, and you know, it's it's the reason why when you go back to certain places, all these, you know, thoughts come yeah. back almost like you know, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, without 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 um, you know, much to, um, to trigger them. And uh, you know, I think that. You know this. This all comes back to um, you know being with people and just being uh, loving to oneself. And and um, you know I think one of the big realizations that we had is that um, we used to live in a small apartment, and then we just right before the the thing that's upon us, um, you know, it's um, getting better. We, we bought a, We bought a house, and uh, you know we have a little bit more space. And you know it, it, the house was built in 1896, so you know. Oh wow. Uh, um, oh wow. There's always stuff that we can do do. Um, for it. And uh, at one point, I think it was like middle of last year, we said, Look, we, we have to just love our surroundings and love the things that we have. And we can see all the negativity and all the things that need to get built. But, you know, really expressing gratitude for, for what you have and who you're with. Um, and, and that's, that's really super helpful.
1: So do we cut off at of this point? I mean, that was a wow. Good, do we just cut this yeah. off now? Like this is it, or or do we want more? Or do insight? we but
2: we
0: butcher it? We we, or we, we butcher, it butcher it with more.
1: more. <laughs> I gotta tell a joke. This
0: is the the joke. I missed the gym where, <laughs> So so I'm getting off a plane, going to a Health Excel event, and I'm, I'm I land, get through security, and I'm kind of in there, and I all of a sudden I have a sinking feeling like. Jesus, am I in the right location? So I pick up the phone and I call our buddy, you know, Martin, and I go, Martin? He's like, yeah, Jim, he picks up the phone. I'm like, you said Mumbai, right? (laughs) Oh my God.
1: Yeah. (laughs) True
2: story. story. Hey guys,
1: I I just realized I never pressed the record button. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) All right.
2: (laughs) I don't know. I
0: think we probably, we probably got to wrap this now. What are we in? So yeah we're way over our limit here but give us that words of wisdom so so uh, so you're heading into entrepreneurism love it love it Carlos what's uh, the what's the quick word of wisdom love yourself
2: yeah no look I think uh, it's entrepreneurial all around my wife is starting some stuff uh, which um, you know she'll share more about uh, kind of drawing on her kind of media background and um, I'm doing my stuff and Um, I predict some lemonade stands from the girls, uh, the four and a half year old, you know, (laughs) um, you know, I think, um, awesome, you know, I, I would say the words of wisdom, you know, as we kind of think about, um, you know, everything that's going on, it's just, um, you know, gratitude, um, and just, you know, slowing down, um, and loving the people that, that, that you're with, um, and just, you know, um, not getting overwhelmed.
1: Awesome.
0: Love it. Gratitude, baby. Gratitude.
1: That's it, man. Well, you know, virtual right. hugs. Thanks for virtual making hugs. the time.
2: <laughs> Pleasure, and guys.
1: Thanks for the push ups. Oh.
2: Yeah. Exercising.
1: Over Good and stuff. out. Over and out.
2: All right. See ya. Take care. Later. Cool, cool.